Welcome. My name is Doug Simcox, and I'm here today. We are in St. Tite at this beautiful studio. First time that I have been in this studio, and I got to tell you, it's beautiful. Jacob, our producer, gave us a thumbs up. He says we're ready to go. I'm here with Sam Swearingen, and and we've also got a very special guest with us here today as well. Uh, Max Dusty is here with us today. We're going to be talking a little bit about him. He's a podcaster up here in Quebec, and we have got a great show for you today. So Sam and I, and now Max, we're all riding for the brand, BTC Beyond the Shoots, and it is Wednesday, September 13th, and we are on the road again, Sam. I tell you, this is beautiful. We're up here for the uh, the 55th annual St. Tite Western Festival. What do you think of it so far, Sam? This place is just the Woodstock of Rodeo. People try to ask me, well, what's it like up there? What's it like? You, you can't describe it. You have to come see it yeah. and be prepared Yeah, because it's, it's a different, whole different atmosphere. People everywhere just enjoying themselves. You, I don't know, 400,000, a half a million people probably come through this town. Oh, they're telling me. <laughs> One million this year. One they're, million they're people. Looking at a million. Well, and. God bless them, but they're having fun. They, they're, they're, you don't see any fights. You don't see nothing. No. This is just enjoying Enjoyable. themselves. They shut the town. They shut the streets down. I mean, there's stands everywhere, Sam. Yeah. There's food everywhere, Max. There's, and, and there's drinking and in the drinking. streets and yeah. everything. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And how big is Saint Tite when 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 it's not uh, in festival? It goes from three thousand uh, people to a million, uh, about a million people. Oh my goodness. Yeah, I I seen. For some reason, when I was pulling up directions to get here, like I haven't been here enough, I got to get directions, but I came from a different place. So um, it said the town had 300 and no, 3,880 people. Okay. Exactly. exactly. Okay. So, so, wow. Can you imagine, right? So, yeah. Can you imagine trying to get a parking spot, a house or something? It, it, it's it's just it's fantastic. Yeah, it, yeah. It and is. our host, we can't leave out our host, Sylvain Bourgeois, uh, director of the rodeo of the Western Festival. Sam, how long have you known uh, Sylvain? Oh, I probably met Sylvain about the mid eighties, mid eighties, something like that. Yeah. Okay, and he was just starting to ride. And tomorrow, I believe, we're going to have an opportunity to put, bring him in studio, and we're going to find out what what what's going on up here. Yeah, um, Sylvain has great insight in the rodeo world and you know we we've done a lot of things for each other through the years you, you know, bet uh, you bet stock contractor now and and yeah he uh with the wild time rodeo and uh yeah we've worked out i i must have had 40 horses up here of mine at his place when he started okay so, okay well one thing that's really cool about this village here is coming here off season like in the middle of summer uh, when the festival is two months away uh you just drive into town and for a few miles there's only fields with uh, electric poles everywhere because of the camping it's the okay. the biggest rv uh, meeting in canada there's so much rvs it's crazy so you come off festival and uh, the fields are just you, you, you'd see wheat in the fields or anything. No, here it's just grass with the electric poles and okay. uh, everything. It's crazy. It's weird. You'd never see that. I'll be done. Getting ready for the campers to come to yeah, town. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. How very, very cool. 
Before I go any further, I do need to introduce Sam for all of our listeners, of course. Reintroduce Sam, two times North American Rodeo Commission Saddle Bronc Riding Champion, IFR qualifier several times over, several times APRA champion, and several times competitor here at the St. Teat Rodeo, Sam. When did you first come up here? Yeah, I uh, I was doing the math, Doug. Okay. I, I, uh, you asked me what year I came up here. Well, probably before most people were born. I competed in the bull riding here in 1974. 1974. Um, so you would have been? 14 years old. 14 years old. Who brought you up here? Uh, my brother, Mike. Okay. Mom and dad knew, knew you were coming up? Yeah, um, yeah, they knew I was coming. It, it's just uh, back then it didn't matter. You just went and did. It's not like today where you worry about where your kids are at and call me, let me know, you know, I see you got hurt, what happened. You know, you just went. When you got back, you seen them. Okay. <laughs> and, you know, to see the change when our contestants, it was two performances in the afternoon, and you parked right where we are sitting this is where the contestants parked was okay on this side of okay. the, the arena yeah so it the the change is pretty pretty drastic over the few years that I've been here yeah i mean we walked through this building <laughs> what a complex Whoa. right here this building no that was probably a school here this building you parked between the, the uh, parking where lot, where the big tent is where the livestock is housed now yeah Right there was Whoa. the parking for the contestants. Whoa. You didn't have to walk way up the hill and uh, have rides By come pick you up. down and, there, yeah. Yeah. They were just starting to move that way with the horses because it was getting too crowded here for them. But, yeah, I mean, we were right here at the Buck and Shoot area. Oh, wow. Yeah. Okay, 1974. And then what are some of the standout years, Sam, that you remember well, um, and I don't know how much you want to get into that. Uh, of course, the most standout year was 9-11. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was yeah. up here when 9-11 hit. Okay. And that's that's the most. Uh, okay. And I don't know, that's probably for another day. Yeah, yeah. But there was a hurricane came in where the flood, we had to feed the horses, put the hay in the canoe and roll them out to the hill. And the campers were... A lot of them got out, but there was some that didn't, and it would be like them big buses that was up over their windows. Oh, wow, oh, really? Yeah. It, it it was a disaster, a real disaster. Didn't know if they were going to be able to have the rodeo, but what they did to do it, we got the livestock loaded, and they had a tractor with the bucket that they were drive down the roads and push the water away. So they could drive the trucks in, and it ruined some transmissions and stuff later on. Oh, wow. Water got okay, everything got there. wet. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> my goodness. My uh, my information man, Mark Richmond, was in front of me on the tractor, and I was driving a load of stock, and he's waving, follow me, follow me. And pushing the water out of your way. Pushing the water out of the way, and next thing he goes, bloop, down in one of those big ditches. <laughs> He had to crawl out the back. The light's still on the top. The tractor going. Gosh. Oh God! It's oh, hilarious. Well, it's not at the time it wasn't funny, but now yeah. you get a good laugh. Yeah, but, uh, yeah, yeah. Because they have 
ditches because it's so flat here, you know. Yeah, yeah. Six, eight foot deep all around, and he drove off because there was just water everywhere. Okay, okay. Well, it's great to be up here on this 55th. Um, you, you not only competed, but you also stock contractor up here, and you brought the boys up here. The whole rodeo, Rawhide Rodeo crew came up here as competitors. When I... I first brought stock up. I just had started putting on rodeos, and uh, Pierre was the rodeo chairman then. Um, I don't remember his last name, but he came to a rodeo I was doing in Attica, New York, and asked if I'd bring stock up here. Of course, I've been there, and I said, well, I'll have to check in the border stuff. And I didn't know, you, you know, we had, I knew we could get horses across, but the bulls, that was another challenge. Okay. And, uh, we we got it all worked out, and uh, I probably brought stock up here for thirty years. Thirty years. I, I don't know for sure, but yeah, uh, yeah. And the bulls, the, we brought them in to test them. I I just had bought a lot of new bulls, and they were young, and they were pretty good. And uh, we test them. I said, now to the vet, I said, what do they do if they test positive to any of this stuff? He said, well, we'll have to get rid of them. Oh, wow. I said, whoa, wait a minute. Let me bring some different ones yeah, in here. Let's yeah. try these ones <laughs> yeah, first yeah, and see what yeah, happens. Yeah. So, uh, but we got it all done, got across the border. It okay. is, uh, the border's a real pain with livestock. Mm -hmm. You got to have every dot yeah. right to yeah. be crossed. And if you don't, they can say, huh. If nope. you're missing uh, one signature, uh, you're done. You got to go get it. Or... Yeah, you get it or you don't go. Yeah, you know? exactly. I brought... Bronx up for the probably the first bronc riding school they had in May when Dan Mortensen did it. And I told the guy, he said, what are you going up there for? And I said, well, a school, rodeo school. He said, not a rodeo. I said, no, a rodeo school. He said, okay, you got to pay tax on these animals. I had to pay tax to get the horses up there because rodeos are tax exempt. Oh, my. coming up and bringing them back. And I was bringing them back. Yeah. But I, I some reason the school tripped it. Different word. <laughs> Different word. Yep. And you had to pay taxes. I had to pay tax on the horses. He said, "Well, now they'll be good forever, going up and back." And like I'm going to keep the paperwork, you know. <laughs> right. 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 <laughs> so uh, yeah, you know, it's little things like that that make make it difficult to difficult. do business across the border. Yeah. 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 And and um, so so you've brought up the boys. You brought up Colton. You brought up Dalen. They they both competed up here. Uh, do you remember anything about how that all went? Um, yeah. Uh, the the thing that stands out the most, uh, Dalen, you know, he he was in all three rough stock events here. Okay, he was probably fifteen or sixteen. Oh wow! And uh, he did really good in the bronc riding, but he blew a stirrup right at the whistle. He's gonna do very well. And he had a real good bareback horse of mine. And uh, he went out there and he rode him about six. The flank came off. Oh, jeez. And uh, so uh, after it's over, you know, I'm kind of mad at myself because I didn't tape the flank and do things right. And I walk in Sylvain's office and he throws me a roll tape. Didn't say nothing. Yeah. Just threw me a roll tape. <laughs> yeah. Because yeah. Dalen was going to win it yeah. running away. Yeah. And... Uh, I ran the same horse back in there, and he was about half as good as what he did. So from that day on, I said, well, I'll never buck 
never say never, but yeah. highly unlikely that I'll turn around and run another one back in there. And if it hadn't been Dalen, I probably wouldn't have done it. Yeah. I'm going to say this out of, yeah. but <laughs> he was a good horse. It, they just, it takes it out of them. They're, that's what they're bred for. And you mm -hmm. put, turn them back to pasture and, mm -hmm. you know, so it was a mistake. mistake. I made lots of them. In yeah. My life. yeah. 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 A mistake you don't make a second time. Right. Hopefully. Hopefully. <laughs> never say never, but never say hopefully. Never. Yeah. 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 Mm -hmm. So so let's shift here a little bit. We got this special guest with us here in the in the studio, this beautiful studio, Max Dusty. He's out of Grand Be Grand D. Grand B. Grand B. Grand B. With a yep. B. Quebec, about an hour east of uh, Montreal. And he's the host of the podcast Lagrange Rodeo Max. Yes, sir. Tell us a little bit about your podcast. Um, so here I do uh, this podcast uh, here to most people that don't know. Quebec speaks uh, mostly French. So my podcast is mostly in French. Yeah. Uh, we got rodeo uh, uh, full season here, a few uh, contractors, a few producers. Uh, we got about 70 shows, uh, 70 perf uh, during the summer. And uh, I try to uh, interview people. I, I I got into rodeo and I didn't knew nothing. I didn't grow, grow up in rodeo or anything. So I thought, uh, what's the best way to uh, learn about people? And, you know, you go to uh, a show and you don't go, hey, guys, uh, sit sit with me. Tell me about you. Right. You don't right. do that, right? Right. right. But I want to learn. I want to learn about people. So I thought, hey, podcasting, that'd be good. Uh, so uh, set up microphones and uh, we go, we start uh, recording and uh uh, this way, I, I gotta learn about people. I can share what I learn, I learn about them, and uh, uh, you just improve. You just improve. So uh, yeah, that's that's what the podcast is about. Not just talking to uh, uh, big headliner names. Yeah. But when I do, I like to know uh, how did you grow up? Uh, yeah. Did you grow up on a farm? Did you grow up in in town? Because a lot of uh, people in Quebec are not. Uh, they're not their upbringing is not rodeo like me uh i come i never know i didn't even knew there was rodeos in quebec before i saw a documentary on tv and starting doing my research okay so uh i just thought why not why uh don't ask them and uh see where people get are from and how yeah. they got there yeah so how did you get i know you i know you watch something on tv yeah um but you got involved in rodeo, right? Yeah. Did I hear bullfighter? Yeah, yeah. Uh, I used to, uh, I was not good, but I loved it. I used to fight bulls uh, uh, a bit in Quebec. I did freestyle bullfighting here mostly. I did some protection uh, in the mid-states. Uh, I worked a bit in Ontario, but uh, I just loved the game more than I was able to play it, let's say, it yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. And, um, uh, yeah, I got involved into rodeo. Uh, so, like I said, I saw a documentary on TV about it. Uh, found the Festival Western of St. Tite was putting on a school in May. They still do every year. And uh, uh, I showed up, saw my first bull. Uh, I had never seen a real buck and bull before. Saw my first bull, and 45 minutes later, I was in the arena, and they told me, yeah, so when the guy, fall, when the guy falls, you just jump in there, grab the horns, and... That's it. It was like, what? That was the instruction. Yeah. Really? Yeah. And uh, that's like, I don't know, 15 years ago. But yeah. yeah. And uh, 
I tried. I was really bad at it at first because I knew nothing about about it. Uh, I didn't have any count sense or anything of that. But yeah, it's I got hooked. The, yeah. the adrenaline rush. There's nothing okay. like it. Okay. Just the, the adrenaline. Uh, and then uh, uh, I tried to make a spot for me. There was not much in uh, in the uh, protection business. Then they started Dominic Raw. Uh, the bullfighter here in St. Tite, he started doing uh, freestyle shows. And okay. uh, I got involved in that. I was not that good, but I was uh, a bit crazier than most. Uh, I tried doing backflips uh, over bulls. Oh, my. Backflips. Yeah. yeah. And uh, the word to remember is I tried. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> and uh, any, any, so, yeah. So tell us of some of your adventures. Number one, you did you tried a backflip over a bull more than once? Yeah, twice. Uh, twice. Once uh, up north and once uh, back here in Saint Tite. Uh, and and landed successfully both times. I landed both times. <laughs> That's about it. <laughs> On your feet with the with your hands in the air. Yeah, I had I had my hands up over my head, but I, it wasn't in the air. <laughs> it wasn't. Okay. Okay. But um. I tried it once. I had seen a video. Like, if you go back uh, 10, 15 years ago, there was no, uh, well, let's say, BFO or or any of those guys' uh, videos on, on YouTube. There was uh, a few about uh, Ross Hill or anything. They'd do that backflip where he'd uh, throw himself, his back, land on the back of the bull and raise his, his knees and have him complete backflip. I thought, well, that's easy. Let's do that. So I tried it, but I forgot the part where uh, I would lift my legs. So he just caught me in the legs and sent me flying. Oh, my goodness. Oh, yeah. my goodness. So you didn't end up on his back, on your back, the way yeah, it was originally yeah, intended. Yeah, yeah, not really. Uh, not really. Did you practice backflips before you got in the arena, just doing a standing backflip? No, no. No. I'm a, a big, tall guy. I see uh, that. Uh, so what are you, 6'2"? 6'2", two? Two, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I was a bit uh, thinner back then. Yeah. But yeah, um. I didn't try. I was just a bit crazier. Uh, yeah. I was just looking at the end goal and not thinking about <laughs> what's and, in between. And to be really, really clear, what was the end goal? Uh, I thought I, uh, <laughs> <laughs> when, you think, when I think about it nowadays, I'm like, I'm not sure what was the end goal anymore. <laughs> oh, that's it. Now, I would get it if you practice doing a backflip off the, off the gate, off the fence, yeah. landing on your feet, yeah. got pretty good. You did that? I, I did. Actually, no, I didn't even do that. I didn't want to hurt myself. Uh, oh, landing. yeah. Why would you want to injure yourself? I did practicing. it in the pool, off the deck in the pool. In the pool. And how'd that work? Okay. Yeah. It was okay. I, yeah. I don't know. I had my my ears, uh, my eyes uh, closed. So <laughs> now, when you, <laughs> how did you know when to jump? When the bull, you got your back to the bull. Yeah. I'm trying to pick set well, this you up. You kind of look back. I don't oh, know. Looking over your shoulder. Yeah, yeah. Just, yeah, yeah. Did you just, have to adjust left and right a no, bit? No, I just went with it. And <laughs> all. Yeah. Uh, that one, the first time I tried was uh, an exhibition I was doing because let's say they have a show and they have a. Uh, they signed for three bullfighters and one gets hurt. So uh, <laughs> I fought the, the the day before. I'm still there. Okay, I'm going to go in. And I always thought, I always said, if I don't win, I'm yeah. going to be the one people remember. I'm going to do the show. Yeah. Uh, people seem to remember still nowadays. Uh, okay. Yeah. So you sold the show for them, basically. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I did. And uh, that year I broke my fibula. 
I broke my uh, what my elbow. Yeah. What? Yeah, I tried the backflip with the broken fibula. It broke it again. <laughs> wow. Okay, we, we, we all padded up. I mean, you, you got flak jack. You got everything on? No pads? I had pads, but yeah. Uh, I had a broke. I broke my fibula at the school here, beginning of the year. Yeah. And uh, you, you can't put a cast on a broken fibula. Because you can't. Because all, like, the muscles attached to it and everything wouldn't really? be that, that uh, useful. So the doctor told me, the pain will be your your gauge. Yeah, I thought, hey, freestyle's coming. Uh, yeah, I have no pain. Adrenaline comes in, so yeah, I'll be okay. Yeah, so I, I barely was able to run at that point, but for the freestyle, the adrenaline had kicked in, so I was okay. Okay, but uh, I kind of broke it back uh, for three more weeks of uh, uh, staying in bed all day because I... Really? Yeah. Off your... Uh, really? That kind of rest to, <laughs> yeah. to let it heal up because you can't put a cast on it. No, they can't because uh, uh, it would just compress your muscles and and, okay. and everything. So uh, they can't really... Holy cow. Holy okay. Cow. For our wonderful listeners out there... That <laughs> <laughs> was, was crazy. Yeah. Remember when I say practice perfect? Yes. That isn't practice No, perfect. no. <laughs> let me tell you. No, no. Uh, that's what I'm trying to eliminate with you guys. <laughs> that's right. Practice. Practice. <laughs> practice. Perfect. Yeah. yeah. Oh, but that's okay. the thing up here with uh, Mexican Fighting Bowl. We don't have uh, that much the infrastructure to do practice. Uh, uh, we don't have that much Mexican Fighting Bowl. We like menu latas up here in saint it has some nowadays but uh, uh we didn't have that much of them and uh we couldn't like practice freestyle like uh you guys would do it in the states yeah uh, yeah with uh the same stock or okay. smaller stock so we didn't have like heifers to practice with okay only so my freestyle bull fighting career with was six uh bulls a summer and uh, like the the real deal, no practice, nothing. No practice, okay. And how many years did you do this? Five or six, I think. Really? But I, like I said, I was never good. I was just stupid. I would never do it with the knowledge I have nowadays. Really? You wouldn't oh, get back in? No. What? I'm sorry, I can't. Uh, no, no, no. I, I can't swear this is it, French. in American. <laughs> yeah, that's, that, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, no, you no, wouldn't. I wouldn't. I wouldn't. Uh, I wouldn't. It's crazy. Okay. It's crazy. I wouldn't do it anymore. Okay. Uh, but I got, for some reason, I got invited to do a show here in St. Tite. And mm -hmm. uh, that's the second time I tried a backflip. Uh, uh, I started the fight and I still seem to remember the, the gate when they opened it, catching like a, some some mud and getting stuck there. And I was already trying to uh, get a lead on the bull. And that, at some point, like the bull didn't exit properly. So... I'm too far to, to the right to actually give a lead to the bull, I so see, I, I see. got smoke right off the, Holy cow. the hook. And 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 smoked is a is a professional bullfighting term. <laughs> What's it mean to get smoked? I, I'm not sure. I'm just saying it like I I, I mean. Uh... <laughs> smoke means to get run over. Get run over. <laughs> run over. Okay. Okay. <laughs> and uh, yeah, he he smoked me right off. Uh, the beginning of the fight and it went bad but at the end I had said yeah if I don't win I'm gonna make the show so <laughs> okay. at the end the bull was coming towards me and I was like effort it 
yeah, that's good. I'm learning. You are. You are. <laughs> and uh, yeah, I said, yeah, okay. I'm turned around, and he's coming. Look, look in the back, and let's j just do it. And uh, seven thousand people in Saint T. The crowd just went went crazy. Crazy. So and funny. Talk about it uh, on the news uh, the next day. I that was, was the show. I was like, hey, he talked about me on the news. <laughs> that's that's very cool. That's very cool. And and this Saturday, yep. a few days from now, is um, what they call the 11th Rodeo, which they do normally 10, 10 shows up here over ten the 10 days. Day. 10 shows in St. Pete. Right. And on the anniversary, the five-year anniversary, and this year is the 55th anniversary, we've got the uh, PBR Canada Tour is coming to town. Uh, the rodeo starts at 11.30 at night. And uh, some Mexican events, which are bull jumping. Yeah. Uh, Manuel Latas, which is a bull jumper uh, that's uh, known in the States. Uh, uh, he's going to put on that. He has uh, uh, friends coming over, I think. Uh, in French, they're called uh, Ecartar, which... Uh, in, in English might translate to uh, splitting. Uh -huh. uh, those guys, they run towards Mexican bull. They're gonna jump and land their feet like, I don't know, the bull is like, has lowered his head. He's gonna be like four feet away. And they just step to the side, arch their back and the, the, the bull just get through. Oh wow. A video of it, I can't wait to see it. Yeah, Videos yeah. are crazy about that. It's really crazy. Uh, I I can't wait. That's that's gonna be the summum of this year's festival for me. Yeah. I just can't wait to see it. Yeah, and for our listeners, describe. Uh, Sam talked about it's a lot like Woodstock when you come up here, right? Um, we stood up on the stage, right? Yeah, uh, with uh, have all the bleachers on it now as we came in. Uh, big sound, uh, lots of speakers, tons of music through it all. What's a Saturday night at eleven thirty? Packed house which seats how many people? Uh, about seventy five hundred. Okay, think. what what's a packed house eleven thirty at night in Saint Tite with the rock and roll? Uh, I'd say just imagine college road uh, college football in the states. Uh, one of those college with the big entrance. Uh, uh, I think it is it Virginia Tech that plays ACDC yeah. uh, at the beginning. Yeah. Just imagine that, that St. Tite with 7,500 people. Uh, here, it's it's hard to explain it to people how crazy Quebecers get with rodeo. Uh, we don't have, it's not as present for us as it is for Americans. Yeah. So we get crazy about it and... Uh, we we use uh not just country rock gets into it and everything people uh the obviously like the the drinks and the stands is pretty much uh present but yeah it, we get crazy we love rodeo it's gonna be yeah one hell of a show that's for sure yeah yeah i'm excited about that and we get to sam and i'll be here tonight tomorrow night so we get to watch the show it's been 23 years since i saw a performance here in here at the festival so yeah. i'm excited a uh, friend of ours brinson james is here uh, rodeo entertainer you've you've interviewed him in yeah, the past yeah, I did. and um he go he he loves this place up here right yeah Last year, I, I did a video. It's available on the, the Festival Western page on YouTube. And last year, uh, I asked Brinson because he was talking at some point. He said, uh, uh, 
Brinson, uh, he said that that was his favorite show. So I asked him point blank. I feel like headliners at shows say that in every town. He said, no, because that'd be a lie. Yeah. He said, Festival Western St. Tite. He said, I've been in Australia. I've been all over the States. Yeah. I've been yeah. in Western Canada. St. Tite, Quebec is his favorite show of the whole year. Okay. Okay. Well, we get to watch him tonight. I'm excited oh, about yeah. that. And before we go any further, I want to say thank you to Parasite Systems, our sponsor. And Sam, brand new shirts for this show as we take BTC on the road. What do you think of the new shirts? It's hard to make me look good, Doug, but I'm styling today. You're styling. You're styling. And remember, that's Parasite Systems, site like S-I-G-H-T, uh, coupon code BTC023 for 50% off your kits. And Sam, I got kits at the house, five of them like you've asked for. We're going to be sending them up. We're going to be testing, testing your Bronx. We're going to be testing your cattle. Yeah, I got... Uh... Actually, I sold most of the feeder cattle, and I got new ones coming in, so this will be just right timing. Okay, okay. Um, and, you know, we've been talking about great shirts. I think they turned out neat. Um, we're also working on coffee cups <laughs> and stickers. I want a sticker. Are stickers a big deal? I actually up here? want a shirt. It's pretty neat. Do you like this shirt? I, I, I want this shirt. Parasite on, on my right side, the yep. BTC logo. Styling. I'm going to pay to buy that shirt off your back. Is that good? Do you have a replacement? Well, what's neat is it's got snaps, not yeah. buttons. It's a Wrangler <laughs> shirt, right? Nothing but Wrangler. Yep. So I can take it off like Superman <laughs> and I'll autograph it for you. How about that? that? Works. Oh, that wow. Works. He oh, says, man. no, wait a minute. No, wait a minute. Oh, wait. Wait. Can Sam autograph too? Yes, absolutely. No, it's not against you, but. <laughs> <laughs> no doubt. Somebody knows my name. Usually no. it's my brother or my boy, but yeah, thank you. <laughs> Merci beaucoup. Yeah. In French, in French. That, that shows you've been in Quebec a few times. So. A few oh, times. few you times. You learn uh, French more than that? No. No. <laughs> I tried, but I'm, it doesn't work. And Sam, as we get started here, um, bring us up speed on Kane, uh, your niece Jody's son. Yeah, we, uh, we did the benefit for him. It went... Fabulous. Nice. Uh, just the people that came out and gave their time and uh, finances to help the family. It, it's it's just wonderful. He uh, his uh, mother is talking to the doctors in Boston Children's Hospital in Boston now. Yeah. Okay. They're they're gonna. I guess Boston is the best hospital for this. Moya, Moya disease. Okay, yeah. And uh, so they're they're going to talk, give her an answer Thursday what they think they should do. I They've see. They've already had the meetings and the sit down nice. up there, but they're going to meet with her. And uh, she's a physician's assistant, so she's yep. got a little bit of knowledge. You, but, bet. Uh, you bet. This is uh, my brother-in-law that's a doctor. It's it's very difficult yeah. thing. Yeah, So. We'll see what they say, and I'll keep you posted. But the people have been wonderful what they've gave. Perfect. And how is Kane? Is he in school? How's he feeling? He's in school, and um, I'm not saying he's a normal young seven-year-old. Yeah. But uh, he is doing well. Okay. I, uh, I didn't get to go to the Oklahoma City PBR, uh, so uh, I didn't see him there to see, you know, 
until he had the seizure, you would have never known anything different yeah. than a normal kid. But yeah. now I think it's, and it, things are coming back, but I don't think they're perfect yet. Okay. Okay. Well, prayers and thoughts are with him and with Thank the you. family and everything that's going on. Appreciate that. Yeah. Yeah. And and we want to thank the community. What a great outpouring of uh, with the GoFundMe and the auction that was online and this benefit you're talking about. So thank you to all of our listeners that participated. Yes, thank you so much, people. It, it was amazing, and uh, we bought that or we bucked the horse that I put in the set into the sale for him. That Mark Green bought. Yeah, he and, bucked uh, him. Yeah, we finally bucked him, and he he did well. He did well. It showed a lot of potential. So good. Good. And I, I, pretty much knew he would but uh yeah till you do it you don't know yeah so. that's for sure that's for sure well that was that was awfully generous of you and and very interesting you put a bronc in there that's pretty cool yeah that's what i had that's what you <laughs> had absolutely so so shifting up through how is dalen um of course we're talking about groin shoulder now hips just a little bit of everything how is he feeling yeah he's i think he said his shoulder is sore from, he rode last weekend in Oklahoma City, rode his first one, rode outstanding. He did. Made a, made a great bull ride. Got on the second one. It looked to me like it beat him out of the box, but not so bad where he didn't catch up. And he landed, uh, bucked him off at about five, landed on the back of his head, and I thought he had a concussion or something and i seen he wasn't riding the next day and i couldn't get a hold of anybody to tell me what was going on and come to find out he called me on the way home sunday and said that uh he hurt his shoulder hurt his shoulder no concussion no concussion went went to the doctors monday to tandy freeman in dallas monday and they said it's just it doesn't require surgery yeah so but knowing Dale and it's pretty sore. If he says yeah. it's sore, yeah. it's sore. It's sore, certainly. He doesn't say boo about her. Yeah, yeah. And we'll get into the schedule here in a little bit, and we'll maybe get your ideas of when we might see him again. But to your point, what a great ride Friday night. Just looks so solid. Just looks so strong. Look like the normal day one. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, and then we, we last time we talked, we we he was leading the King of the North series, and the question I posed was because the second place and third place were were all on teams as Dalen is, would they be allowed to get off and compete and be able to go up there and compete in the King of the North series? And uh, I see that he has now shifted to second place because the number two guy who's on the team, um, he has vaulted into the lead now with about a 300 point lead. Yeah. Um, I don't know how that works because I don't think... If he's sore and that's in two weeks, uh, yeah. So he he won't ride there, right? And I don't know if if you don't ride there, if you get anything or not. Uh, yeah. I know second place pays twenty five thousand, first pays a hundred thousand. He he won the hundred thousand last year, but uh, and he was off a month, so it 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 really doesn't matter. You just got to get healthy and go from there. You bet. You bet. And then, and then speaking of the teams, they were in Oklahoma City last weekend, and uh, uh, Arizona Ridge Riders go three for three to win the Oklahoma Freedom Fest. Um, 
and they moved to uh, they moved to number six in the standings, going seven and nine on this season. Um, what stood out for me as I watched this event, Sam, um, we had talked about. I'd ask you what your team coaching philosophy was. How do you keep your team members healthy? All the money that's available, all the points that are available, um, and keeping them healthy. I, I said that, but how to keep it all in balance. And I asked what your team coaching philosophy was. And the Carolina Cowboys, when I look at this, the number of outs that they had, I believe there were, I believe there were nine different Cowboys that got on bulls at Oklahoma. And I hadn't seen that. We hadn't seen that kind of uh, that kind of, um, of switch ups, if you will, where Dalen got on two bulls, Cladson uh, uh, Rodolfo got on two bulls, Boudreaux got on two bulls, and then everybody else. Um, th- there were a lot of a lot of players in this, and it surprised me uh, that they brought up the reserved riders and that sort of thing. So thoughts on that? Um. Yeah, I think some of the guys that weren't the top and some that were the top, like Frost and everybody is out at uh, other events okay. that uh, they were going to, and that, that eliminated them. But it uh, it just goes to show you how these bulls are week in and week out. It just punishes you. Yeah. It punishes you. and. They uh, to have nine different guys ride on a team of five. Yeah, you know, for the yeah. three days, it it, it just it's a proof in the pudding. It, it's tough. So so let me ask the question then again. I'm gonna I'm gonna rephrase the question. So if you're this deep into the season, um, you've got people that are injured. Uh, do you simply shift to your substitutes? Um, doesn't matter what your record is other than you get buys in the first round when you go to Vegas, the first, the two top teams, I get, I get buys correctly. Correct. Uh, but it's a team tournament. My, my record doesn't matter other than the seeding and the buys in the first round. Am I reading this right? Um, yeah, your record doesn't matter. Um, I think financially it matters how you win on the weekend and where you can go, yeah. you know, how much money you make. But if your goal is to win the championship, you know, you set them guys aside till they're completely ready to go. Yeah. Because there's no doubt in my mind the Carolina Cowboys have the best team Yeah. on paper Yeah. by far. But if they're not healthy, they're not going to be the best team. Yeah. So it, it uh, yeah, it's, it's, uh, it's an interesting scenario, but I would, definitely get them healthy and I think Jerome is very much in that same mindset their coach because you know when Dalen bucked off three weeks ago he just said you're hurt Dalen told me oh I'm good I'm good Jerome said you're hurt rest it and he came back really good with his hip and now <laughs> his shoulder so yeah. I think Jerome is in that mindset let's get him right so that we can go play the big game yeah, and I I really don't think anybody can compete with them because they got five guys they can put on that roster that ride better than anybody. You bet. If they're not healthy, it doesn't matter. Right. But if they're healthy, I think they're there. Yeah. I and got, I got a question about that. Uh, how as uh, competitors, uh, their relationship with their coach, uh, they're used to riding uh, hurt 
and then now they have a coach, they have replacements and everything. How do uh, Cowboys uh, approach that uh, where they might be like told, you have to go on the sideline, there's, there's somebody else where their whole life they've been, uh, uh, I'm hurt, I'm used to it, I'm going to do my best anyway. And you're exactly right. That's been their mentality. But just like you said, you didn't have any help. You didn't have anybody to tell you. And if you were doing it now, older and wiser, you'd do it different or you wouldn't do it. So and it's just like me telling the boys, you know, I can tell them till I'm blue in the face. And yeah, dad, you dumb old guy, you know, <laughs> you know, <laughs> but when the coaches tell them you're, you're going to get right because you're not helping us if you're riding hurt. Number one, you're not staying on. Number two, you're gonna not get any better. So let's let's heal you up. And that 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 brings a lot of the mentality in there, you know. And they're figuring it out very fast. Yeah, you know, yeah. The changing of what's happened in the past year is just immense. It is. Uh, you know, in the old days, um, and and your point is absolutely spot on, Max. In the old days, it didn't matter if you were winning the rodeo if if they offered you a, a rewrite. You took it. You took the rewrite. Okay. That's mm. just been the, the mentality. Unless you're um, 28 points. Unless you're 28 <laughs> points and no one else has ridden, yeah. right? And you're the last guy to go. Yeah. But but seriously, right. the, the mentality is, of course, you take the rewrite, mm -hmm. right? Um, however, they're, the coaches now who are retired bull riders themselves are saying, no, 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 that gives us a score, and we might only win by the 60 points, right? That the, But they're doing the businessman approach to it is what we're seeing. So to your point of changes. Yeah. And uh, that that mentality, uh, you got to be tough and go, go, go. That You don't have to be in this. There's somebody that can take your place yeah. there yeah. that day. Yeah. If you're hurt, heal yeah. up. Yeah. And... It'll, it'll even get better as it goes. Yeah, uh, yeah. And and to your point, Max, uh, what we have seen is there's a certain number of bull riders that I think absolutely positively benefit from the team aspect because they have a coach. More importantly or as importantly, the coach decides which bull they're going to get on. So if they're a right-hand riding bull rider, put them on a right-hand spinning bull, odds increase of their rides. And we've seen certain riders, Marcus Mast, who has come, who has just risen to the top in the team, where in the individual, where there's a higher percentage, he's not going to get on that bull. Mm -hmm. That fits him. Also, yeah. uh, my other question towards that is, it must uh, help. I can't wait to actually see, like, in 10 years, uh, how... Uh, the careers of the guy will uh, get longer and longer uh, uh, because of all those times uh, they ride hurt and now they, they have time to recover, no? Yeah, yeah. And it's not just what you said, you know, because they ride hurt, they recover. Their, their eating is better. Yes. Their workout is better. Yes. Their knowledge yep. that, you know, would you get from Jerome Davis yes. from – and a person that's been there and done that, now they're listening to them instead of, like, you're going from where to where by yourself. Then mm -hmm. you, you know how far that is? 
well, you'd have done that when you were a kid. Yeah, but I learned from it. <laughs> right, you know? right, so, right, uh, right. Uh, 20 hours of driving yeah, or whatever. Yeah, yeah, you know, you're going to Pecos, Texas, and then he went down there, what, what are you, crazy? Yeah. You know, it, yeah. but the, the knowledge and in every aspect it'll make it better not not just the riding not sore yeah getting on the bull that fits you yeah that that's going to be the biggest part you bet i know you look bet. at savano so then going down this road is it possible i realize as a competitor i'm better as a team player because of the riding percentages and everything that benefit from the condition, everything, the advice, the constant feeding from my from my coach, do I become a team only guy and sit out or go do something else during the individual uh, of the PBR? And that is a million dollar question, and I I think they might have to work that out because if you're in the top forty, yeah, in the PBR, you are contract. You got to be there. If you're healthy, you got to be there because they, they can tell the people in the stands who's going to be there. They can follow them. You know, they're what they have done, what they, how they built this, not just the team, but the PBR overall is great. It's so much better than rodeo. You can have a rodeo uh, like even here at St. Ted. You can't say that who's coming. Yeah. Yeah. You know? Guaranteed yeah, you they're going to be two here. Two weeks ahead of time. You bet. But the PBR, the top 40s gonna be there if they're healthy yeah that's the only thing that keeps them from going so um it, it that and maybe it is already set up that you only have to ride teams but uh if right now if you're a pbr and you're in the top 40 you have to go to a PBR. right right because you can do the inverse you can only ride individual and opt out of teams if you want to correct correct not required to be. Right. You don't uh, have to go for the Don't draft. have to go be on a team. Right. Okay. And still have my, and I still have my individual status and can still continue to compete. I think it's interesting. I think we want to watch this as this evolves. And it is. It's constantly evolving, right? Evolving rapidly. <laughs> evolving rapidly. It's like your cell phones. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. What happened to the bag phone I had when I started? Absolutely. Know? The flip phone, you know, and look at it now. Absolutely. And and this weekend, uh, the 15th through the 17th, uh, they are going to be at Ridgedale, Missouri, that great outdoor stadium that that was built down there. That's going on this weekend. And then in 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 another week, they're going to be in Greensboro, North Carolina for the Cowboy Days. Uh, of course, Carolina Cowboys, uh, September 22nd and 24th. Are you thinking about going down? I was definitely going to go if Dalen's riding. Yeah. If yeah. it's not riding, I probably won't go. Okay. How far is that from the house for you? Eh, maybe 12 hours. 12 hours. Yeah. Okay. So you'll go down if he's there. Well, we'll be interested to see how he's feeling and and um, um, be great to see him back into it. Do you think he'll just go and represent since he's on the team? I think he will. Yeah. Yeah, because it's their home event. You bet. And Dalen doesn't like to leave the house if he's not riding, but I think it's probably a mandatory not that he wouldn't go if he was asked, but you I bet. think, you know, it's a home event, so he probably will you bet. go and sign autographs and get in a race car and all that. Oh, yeah, stuff. for sure. Love that NASCAR connection. What's the, what's the, 
how do the locals like the the the, the cities of the team take it to have a team of bull rider it's it's a new concept how do uh, Dalian feels about it feels like the the outpour of people uh, their thoughts on it well if you have a team that you like and you go to it live it is incredible it, it now Like here at St. Tip, they don't know anybody. They nope. just are there to enjoy themselves. Yeah. Now imagine having a team of five guys that you can cheer for every one of them. Yeah. I mean, it's like a football game. You see guys taking their shirts off and swinging around and and, and uh, booing the other team that rides against their team. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You know, in the replay, you know, because the PBR has replay. And I mean, they really pay attention Is he going to slap? They start cheering. If you made <laughs> right. it, really? If your competitor, you know, your competitive team, if the rider slaps the bull at 7.9 seconds, the crowd crowd is excited because the home team just yeah. beat them. Okay. Yeah. Whoa. <laughs> that, that, br that brings something really new to uh, bull riding. It does. It does. And, and I got to tell you, I was not on the bus last year when they announced it. I just doesn't make sense. Uh, but on our podcast, we talk wrestling, right? And this is as close as I've been able to get to an analogy of this. In, in high school wrestling, right, they have an individual champion every year, and they'll have a team yeah, champion. Yeah, yeah. Okay. And in Michigan, when we lived in Michigan, they actually had two different weekends. Here's the individual championship weekend, right? Uh, I might be the only one that qualified off the team, However, my team might have qualified into it for the following weekend, and maybe we can go win a team championship. Okay. So it's really interesting. And to Sam's point, when I was in Nashville and they, and they won the 2022 team championship in Nashville, by the way, coming from the bottom of the standings, mm -hmm. okay, which is what fuels my question <laughs> I keep asking. Uh, they came from the bottom of the standings, but when it's a home team now, and I was in Nashville live, you you could feel it. Yeah. You could absolutely feel it. When they're introducing the, the, the Nashville guys and then their competitors and the boos, the boos in the crowd, you know you got something. It, it, it is, yeah, live, it is, is incredible. And the more you do it, You know, the more they get into it, like if they get to be interested enough to go to the finals in Las Vegas to see it. Now, which, granted, 99% of them aren't going to do that, but there are some that, that will and cheer for their team. Yep. It, it you know, it's, it's going to get better and better yeah. every time. Yeah. I guess... Uh production wise it must be cool even for like in uh the the fans uh any other bull riding event you could uh, ask them to be positive on everything and cheer on everything versus yes. now you ask them to have an opinion yes and uh to participate and share their opinion yep uh yeah yeah you it. got it it's and and we're seeing that and this is just the second year in you know nashville right and yeah and and that's also Just like the cell phones, just keeps changing and evolving. Yeah, know? for sure. It's it's. Yeah, I I wasn't against the team thing. I was really for it. Uh -huh. I didn't know how it'd go over. For sure, but I, I remember was for for the contestants. I could see what it would do for the longevity for 
training somebody that rides a bull to the left so good. Yeah. Now let's work on the other side and build up how to be good that way while you're doing this. And I just, I just seen so much positive in it okay. for the contestants. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Absolutely. And, you know, we're not far away. We are right coming up on a month away from the, the team championships, which are going to be in Las Vegas on October 20th through the 22nd. Ask it again. You going to, you going to Vegas? I'll go to Vegas. Definitely at Dave was riding. I'll probably go anyway. Yeah. Um, and if I was a bet man, I bet Dalen won't get on until then. Okay. Okay. Jerome will probably say, why, why chance it? Yeah. You know, yeah. Why? Yeah. If, if you can be ready in a month, if the doctor says, you know, if you do this, this, and this, and Dalen will exercise and work out and do it because he will. And if he says he can be ready, why chance it? I think he would do that. So team actually put players on the side to uh, aim for the big championship in Vegas and everything like that? Um, I don't know if they have put them on the side for right, that. On but the they, side, but if they're not healthy or uh, 100%? I'm, I'm sure they will. You know, okay. I, I'm 99% sure. You know, if you got a chance to win the championship or just get there and compete, You're, you're going to do what you can do. We're, we're all winners. Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. we, we don't like losing. <laughs> yeah. 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 That's a good one. Mm -hmm. And it's, it's all evolving. As we've said, it's all changing. Now here's, here's another wrinkle though. Money. There's a lot of money available for these guys at these, at these weekend events, right? You still got four more weeks coming up of, of teams events. And I'm going to throw this out there. Um, in the MVP race, right? The most valuable player race. There is an MVP of every event yep. the, and that pays $10,000 an event on, on top of everything else that you do. On top of everything oh. else you win that weekend. Everything else that you win. $10,000 bonus. You bet. $10,000 yep. by being the top guy. You got to be on the top team of one of two, the two teams, typically two teams are tied. Who's going to win? Yeah. I, I don't know what you're talking for the write-off. For the extra out, yeah. Um, yeah, typically that's what's going to happen, but it's just like wrestling. If you were the, the man, the only man on your team to ride all three bulls and really do well, you, you could very well easily win the MVP Absolutely. of that event. Absolutely. Yeah. And the MVP pays $100,000 at the end of the year in the standings. So, so here is my question. <laughs> Um, Austin Gamblers hold the number one and the number two spot in the MVP race right now. Jose Vitor Lemmy has a 91 and three quarter point lead over his teammate, Dalton Castle. Now, okay, remember, you got to keep them healthy. You got to go for the team championship. Uh, you got to keep them happy. There's a lot of money. How do you balance it all, Sam? How do you balance Castle and Lemmy on any given weekend? Well, Lemmy's a star. Okay. Okay. And you make him be your star. Okay. You know, he's he's going to get the bull he wants, in, in my opinion. Yeah. You know, Dalton, outstanding rider, but you've built the whole program around Lemmy. So yeah. you're going to try to keep him happy. 
You yeah. know, it's like having two outstanding quarterbacks. Yeah. One, one's a good running quarterback. The other's a good throwing quarterback. What do you do? You know, he, he's got a fine line to walk. But I think it's Lemay's to keep until okay. Dalton proves them different. And Dalton okay. will try. Dalton will prove, try. Prove it different that he so, should be there. So if if they both ride two bulls on a weekend um, and Dalton's cumulative is two points higher than Lemmy's cumulative, what do you do as a coach? Who do you put on the extra outs? A lot depends. On, well, I say a lot depends on what bull it is. Okay. Yeah. Uh, um, yeah. That, yeah. That, there's your first go. But they both ride the same bulls very well. Right. So that kind of eliminates that. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say. bulls, they both yeah. ride very good. Puts, yeah. puts the coach in a tough spot. Now, if it's a right, if it goes to the right, you put Lemmy on it. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. You know, okay. Uh, if not, you probably still put Lemmy on. Okay. Because he's your star. Okay. okay. But okay. if he's hurt at all, if he, if he stubbed his toe, put him to the sidelines. Yeah. yeah. And let Dalton get out. Yeah. Do you yeah. think do you think these conversations are taking place? Do you think these conversations are going to be part of future contract negotiations? I don't think the conversations are taking place. I think they are in the coach's head taking place. Yeah. But I, I don't think it's got to where, you know, there any conflict there. Yeah. You know, I, I I don't see that. You know, I, I just can't see that happening. They Lemme is a star and uh and Dalton, he's just got a job to do yep. to prove he can win the hundred thousand. Yep. And he's only one bull behind. Yeah, one bull behind. Absolutely, absolutely. All right. How is uh, bring us up speed on Raymond, Eli, Call? Where are they at? Are they up here this weekend? Raymond's coming this weekend. He will. Okay. Yeah, he'll be here riding tomorrow. Okay. And uh, Eli was coming, but uh, he hurt his neck. Uh, got piled up in the fence and uh, bronc riding. Yeah. Really. Whistle blew, and he. I don't know what he was thinking. He sent me the video and. <laughs> It, it just wasn't good. It got off on the fence? What did he uh, no, no? The horse ducked out, went the other way, and uh, it just left him his behind. heels and really yeah, right on the top of his head. And it, yeah, it, it, it wasn't good. Been to the doctor? Yeah, they, uh, they actually took him to the hospital that night and uh, did a CAT scan or something of his chest or something. But his hand, his fingers are numb. Oh, wow. Oh, okay. So. I kind of, after two neck operations, I got to, so I kept going through there. I said, is this, you know, can you breathe good if you really exert yourself? Do yeah. you breathe good? Did you have trouble breathing when you left there? Um, I said, can you button your shirts? Yeah, yeah. You know, we yeah. went, went over a whole aspect. Does okay. it feel like sharp pain sticking yeah. in the back? And it wasn't all there, but I said, well, give it two weeks and you better go get an MRI of it. Okay, because okay. Cause they have an isolated... Which vertebra might be no, nothing, you know. Nothing. He's, okay. He's Amish. He'll he's tough and he he's wants tough. to just go. I know, I know, but, but he but, was when, when you can't button your shirts and yeah. it's frustrating. It, yeah. It, mm. Yeah. It, yeah. So hard to hold a bronchrain <laughs> when you can't button your shirt. He actually got on horses last week. Really? Said, after the injury. After the injury and he said it ripped the rain out of his hand twice. Yeah. Yeah. And then he got on one right handed. Oh he my. said it just didn't feel right. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah. In our big discussion, he wanted to come up. He wanted to come up. I said, why? Yeah. If you can't ride, 
Yeah. You know, you're not going to win. So yeah. why even yeah. do it? Why even come up? Yeah. <laughs> and I think he's going to listen to me. Okay. I know he is because we were in, in there when they, when he called the turnout. He turned out. Okay. And do you know what Bronk Raymond's getting on? No. No. Okay. Well, we should find that out. So for our show tomorrow, maybe we can yeah, bring okay. our listeners up speed. Uh, and then call. Call Renfola. Uh, you showed me a picture. My goodness. You talk about form. Toes turned out. I read on Facebook. And you can believe everything you read online. I read on Facebook he was he won three out of five rodeos in Florida and placed at the other two. Yeah, he had a good week in Florida. He uh, he sent me a video. He was eighty five on one and eighty two on another, and just made some good solid rides. Looked really good. He's he's riding. It's it's coming around. You bet. Absolutely, he looks great. And then Colton, what do you hear about Colton? Oh, Colton is, uh, he's back at Dalen's today. Uh, he is? Okay. Yeah. So he's coming home and riding horses and getting ready for the future. And, uh, yeah, I was thinking about, you asked me, and I said something about Dalen here. I didn't say anything about Colton. You know, Colton made the steer wrestling short go here, and I don't know if he made the calf rope and short go. But I oh, think very nice. Him. Okay. But, uh, How old was he when he did that? He was probably... 18. Oh, my goodness. Okay. And uh, when they did the uh, midnight rodeo here, I had to take them to the camp. For so so we're going to hear about I wasn't here for the midnight rodeo. Uh, that was the 50th, I believe. That'd be right. Math wise. I think so. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and it sounds like quite a party. The, yeah. The, the 45th was the one that Oh, the they 40. were pretty young then. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. That's they definitely had to, had to go to the yeah, trailer that they, night. They went to the trailer. <laughs> I actually stayed there and made sure they stayed there. <laughs> and I so wanted to come up and watch it. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, well, it's been a hoot. I'm, I'm excited about being in the studio here. I'm excited about Max joining us and uh, hosting the podcast. being here, too. I'm and, excited. And, Thanks, guys. And and host of the podcast, Lagrange Rodeo Max. Yes, sir. So, yes, sir. what's your typical opening in French? And and invite your French speaking friends to to listen to our podcast beyond the shoots. Yeah, you want me to say it in French? Ah, uh, please. Donc euh, bonjour tout le monde. Euh, J'espère que vous allez écouter Beyond the Shoots. Um, j'ai découvert, j'ai rencontré Doc, j'ai rencontré. Euh, Sam, je suis vraiment content. C'était vraiment intéressant. Puis euh, j'espère que vous allez euh, apprécier le podcast. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, what he said. What he said. <laughs> what he said. And, uh, this is good. This is good. Uh, so we got tonight's performance. We're going to be doing that. And then we're back in the studio tomorrow. We've got Sylvain Bourgeois, the director of the rodeo here, the Festival Western St. Tite. Excited about that. And um, thank you, guys. This has been a really nice, Max. Really yeah, enjoy. Cool. Nice to, to meet you, actually, just before the podcast, but I had fun uh, on this interview. It was cool uh, talking uh, and hearing Sam uh, talk about uh, his insight on PBR and everything. Yeah, yeah. Rodeo legend, Sam Swearingen. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So we hope that you enjoy our podcast as much as we enjoy doing it. If you do, please share it with your friends, Facebook, Instagram, however you get it out there. Help us spread the word. Help someone find it on their phone. Help them find it on Spotify, Apple Podcasts. We're on RSS.com. You can find us on on um, 
beyondtheshoots.show. We've got a Facebook page. And reminder, check out the New York State Rodeo Museum Facebook group page and become a member. All kinds of great things up there, pictures and memories and stories. And they are they are the impetus of us doing this show. And we'd like to say thank you to Parasite Systems for their support with our podcast and the new shirt, Sam. Very, very nice. <laughs> Parasite System is a push-button parasitic diagnostic system for pastoral animals, horses, cattle, goats, sheep, chickens, and for companion animals, your dogs and your cats. You can find them at ParasiteSystems.com. They now offer testing here in Canada. And remember our code, BTC023, for 50% off your kit. This is Beyond the Shoots. Until next time, this is Doug Simcox. Sam Swearingen. Max Dusty. Thank you for listening. 